Hello, I'm Ken Blanchard. And this is Chad Gordon. And Ken, I just love when we do these best of. There's so many great podcasts, so many great authors and, and thought leaders that we've got to, to speak with. And, and this one is no different. Carrie Lorenz, uh, the U.S. Navy's very first F-14 Tomcat pilot. She's actually been on the podcast twice. Her book, Span of Control, so many great insights from her. Well, my dad retired as an admiral, so I have great respect for people in the service. And what Carrie's really saying is look at your life in terms of what things can you control and what things can't you control, you know, and go ahead with the things that you have some impact on. And the things you can't control, get a plan. See who else can help you, who else can get involved and all. And so it's really a way of looking at your life in terms of what is your span of control and make sure you're under control. Love that. So many great insights here in this upcoming podcast, this best of with Carrie Lorenz and her book, The Span of Control, here on the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Do you want to be a better boss, a better leader, a better manager? Are you leading an organization and you want to create higher engagement? You want to make sure that your people not only stay on the job, but rave about you? Well, those are the things that the Ken Blanchard companies can do. And one of the best things you can do is go to KenBlanchard.com and go to check out our tools and resources page. You can email us at podcast at KenBlanchard.com. And we really would like to know everything you're working on. That's for sure, because uh, we like... A leadership to be a we, not me process. And so join us and let's have some fun learning from each other. Carrie Lorenz, welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I am super excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. You are in uh, you're you're in special company. I we I, I mentioned this to you right before we started recording, but there are only a few two timers on the Leader Chat podcast. It, you know, you're in you're in company with Brene Brown. It, we love having you back. We're so delighted to have you back. Oh my gosh! Well, that is great company uh, to be in. She is a she is a magical person. And you, and you, I think you are as well. I am so excited about this new book. I, I uh, the span of control, and and I love it because it's. Not everybody. I, I, I'm so lucky in this role being able to talk to all the different authors. And a lot of people just are great writers and they've got these great ideas and there's some hooks that they can speak around. But your background as, uh, you know, within the U.S. Uh, Navy and, and being a, a Tomcat fighter pilot um, first in, in the U.S. Navy, I mean, it gives you so much to work from. And so and, and I love that that's where your kind of your expertise lies. What what was kind of the reason and what was that when you thought about putting this book to print? You know, what what got you motivated to 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 really look down this path and help people get better and 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 overcome some possible challenges? Oh gosh. Well, that's that's a great question. And as you know, we chatted about before when my my first book was Fearless Leadership. I shared in that book some of the lessons learned uh, during my journey of growing up in a small town in the Midwest to getting into the cockpit of a $45 million fighter jet. And then all of those lessons learned, not only in naval aviation, but also in the world of business. And netting down all of, of those years of experience and, and the research and surveys and interviews, the bottom line to that was no matter the situation, the number one way to ensure that you're the best leader that you can be is to build your ability to work through fear and then get done 
what needs to be done in spite of that fear. But since that book has published in my continued uh, leadership work and the research that I've done, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) this isn't going to come as a surprise to anybody listening, but obviously today we are living in an age of overwhelming chaos and it's taking a toll on all of us as leaders, owners, educators, entrepreneurs, you know, parents, partners, students, and every day in these times of uncertainty and fast-moving information, it feels like there's more to do and less time to do it in. And I think at our cores, we're, we know we've lost <laughs> some sense of control. And so obviously, again, these are challenging times. But what I wanted to do was, was really help people understand that there's a path forward and that the biggest challenge and opportunity right now of the moment is learning how we can overcome our circumstances instead of being overwhelmed by them. And this isn't just, you know, butterflies and unicorns and pretty sparkly memes, but it's understanding that there are real opportunities for success, even during times of crisis and uncertainty. And my experience has been, and the the high performers that I've studied and that I've worked with is that the people who are able to figure this out, who are able to get through churn, through uncertainty, through ambiguity, with a sense of sanity intact, are able to figure out what we can and what we cannot control. So span of control is really, it's it's about knowing the number of things and particularly the kinds of things you can and should effectively manage at any given time. So it's not what we might know as, as business people or owners, the org chart definition of span of control. It's understanding what is a mental framework? What's a model? What's a way that we can learn to identify our priorities find focus and navigate obstacles so that we can uncover those opportunities for success. That was a really long answer to a very short question. But I, it, but very concise and I appreciate that. And, and this isn't just for, for fighter pilots. And this is for every single person. This, you know, this is what, what to do when you're under pressure, overwhelmed and ready to get what you want. That's kind of the, the subheading of the book or the subtitle and who isn't doing that. And especially in the times we're at right now, I mean, this is, this is in the, the spring summer of 2021 and uh, the reality is what our reality is. But you talk about the way this book is kind of, kind of laid out. I, I'd, I'd like it because you, you kind of give people a break to say, Oh wait, Oh, you're, you're, you're overwhelmed too. Like you, mm-hmm. you've got things going on. I mean, I, I haven't been on a plane for a business thing and, 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 in well over a year, I used to travel a lot, but I'm busier than I've ever been because of the, the beauty of, of, of zoom and all the different video platforms. And um, when you talk about signs of crisis and you talk about, um, the things that are weighing on people right now, what did you learn about that? Um, that, that made you realize that, that everybody's kind of going through these same things and they need, they need some help. Well, for over 30 years, I've really lived, uh, studied, and researched not only leadership, but high-performance behaviors, risk management, uh, really human factors and organizational factors in all different kinds of of teams and organizations. And I know that same, you know, probably similar to you and, and what you all do, you know, come March 
13th of 2020, everything shut off for me. All of my events, I I average about 100 keynote presentations a year. Everything was gone in the blink of an eye. And yet in that next or those following six weeks, eight weeks, I was sitting at my desk for probably eight to 12 hours a day, not just troubleshooting or trying to figure out, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But helping my my clients and people who I had worked with and friends navigate what's next. Okay, we're we're in it right now. And realizing that that so many people who even, you know, have been high performers in their fields for quite some some period of time in the midst of overwhelming challenges and serious crises they didn't have a model or a mental model or a framework to figure out what next and it was as though everybody was was drowning in the uncertainty and i had been working on the book for about 2 years but i I hadn't been able to really sit down and dedicate a lot of effort to it because again, I was on the road nonstop and creatively for me, it's very difficult for me to write on the road when I'm going from event to event, trying to research and study those clients and those industries. So what I, what I discovered was if, if I could break down certain processes and even address, Hey, what does task overload look like? You know, we're, we're all experiencing the frustration and the stress and that strength sinking feeling that comes with overwhelm and demands. And, you know, I was experiencing a lot of the same things that my clients were going through. I suddenly had four kids at home on zoom or Google hangouts trying to do school full-time while I'm sitting here also trying to do my job full time. So we have five people, you know, navigating hmm. bandwidth, noise control, frustration of of how do I do this and this is really frustrating and I'm going to miss a graduation and when do I get to see my friends again and again the overwhelming uncertainty and trying to reframe this all with hey, let's just remember, let's, you know, three things. I I call it my span of control framework. Let's focus on what matters most. You know, I give my kids and and people I work with sticky notes, right? Write down your top three things. Let's just write a plan for success just right now for today, because what you thought we were going to do three months ago or six months ago, mm, that's not it anymore. And then let's just keep talking, right? Let's communicate what's possible because it's been, and I'm sure it's been eye-opening for you and, and the clients and the teams that you've worked with as well. Everybody responds to stress very, very differently. Oh yeah, and we've seen communication breakdowns. Uh, people think they know what burnout looks like, and for decades, I think that too often leaders have relied upon this idea or owners of burnout as being that's your problem, right? You. You just need to make a better spread spreadsheet and spend your time more wisely. But but actually, scientifically, there are two big lovers. And I, I know that this might feel like a hard pivot, but I do want to talk about burnout just for a second. Yeah, yeah. Because this is one of the big things that I'm seeing. And certainly now that we're well into over a year of being in a pandemic and at different levels globally. But 
you know, I think we all think that the goal should be to eliminate uh, all stress. And yet the things that we're doing, you know, maybe people are working out, maybe you've dove into a plant-based diet and you're eating lots of fruits and vegetables, or you're doing mindfulness training or trying to think positively or meditate. But for most people, those things aren't working or they're not working well enough. And it's because there's another side to that. It's because burnout is, yes, you have these feelings of, of energy depletion or you're exhausted. You might start feeling super distant from your job or just you're in this negative loop that you can't quite get out of, or you're experiencing, maybe it was through a job loss or, or nonstop isolation, staring into your webcam, a reduced feeling of professional efficacy or, or like professional accomplishment. But yet oftentimes what, what we can find from research is that it's actually a leadership problem. And if you haven't thought about how this is going to hit your team or what you're going to do when your team members start becoming burned out, then it can snowball into a, is your company going to survive problem? So no one really thinks about, you know, or plans for burnout or thinks about how you're going to recognize the symptoms until all of a sudden it might be too late. So I think that, I think that the discussions around burnout, we have to flip and we do need to keep talking about them, or we are going to continue losing talented people. Uh, we've lost here in the U.S. tons of women from the workforce along the way because they simply can't do all of the things that everybody is expecting them to do. So much of what you said, just I mean, you you almost walked me through part of my year last year, where you just went through those those uh, many more valleys than peaks, and and those moments where you're like, did I make a difference this week? And mm-hmm. and here we are a year later, and and I can speak for uh, members of my team, myself at times, where you you just I the, the 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 being able to voice overwhelm that I am overwhelmed. There's a lot on my plate and I, mm-hmm. and I, and I want to be able to make that difference. So one of the things that, that you mentioned there about some of the things you can do on your own, you talked about kind of reframing your mindset. And so let's pivot there to talk about, okay, what did you learn about, uh, um, how you can approach your day to day, how you can attack each day, each task, um, that'll help you, um, improve and help you, um, feel like at the end of the day, you, you brought more to the table than, than you may have, if you haven't had a plan in place. Sure. So let's, let's reframe even that a little bit and say, okay, it's okay. Give yourself some grace. Um, and if you haven't had a plan in place or you're just, you know, internally already thinking, oh, here it comes, there's going to be some fancy dancy spreadsheet or some other app and tool that I'm going to have to do. Let me assure you that one of the things that I've found to be the most successful, not only for myself, but for the high performers that I coach, for the teams that I work with, is easily accessible to you. And we go analog, as in, and Chad, you've heard me say this before, grab a post-it note or a stack of post-it notes and a piece of paper and write down the top three things at the beginning of the day that are the most important things for you to do or to focus on that will help you move the needle. And in my mind, I'm thinking about 
people who are caregiving right now, you know, up a generation or down a generation or are in multi-generational households right now, unexpectedly on month 13 and are like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, but just think about what are the most important things Take a little bit of time to identify that, the most important things that you should be doing so that you can hopefully start avoiding some of the task overload or task saturation and understand that your mindset going into this is going to matter. And that I think we've been sold a bill of goods, women particularly, thinking that, I don't know who said it first but they were wrong (laughs) that women are better multitaskers than men (laughs) because nobody's a good multitasker, right? Nobody is good at this. And when we're, when we're spending, when we talk about mindset or we're like, I just have to do all these things, you know, multitasking is actually a myth and data and information are coming at us so quickly. And yes, we need to be able to sort and retain the most important things, but we also can't keep doing one foot on this horse and one foot on this horse and think that we're going to be okay because we're not. So we just need to take a little bit of time, remember what our purpose is, and then stay flexible, right? Stay flexible, try to focus on facts and know that the problem starts to to, to rear its head when we are thoughtlessly task switching because we haven't identified what matters most and we haven't lined out, okay, what are the things that are actually within my span of control? I can't, I can't control if there are going to be layoffs. I can't control what's going to happen in my state or my county or my region two weeks from now. So what can I control so that we actually give our brain the capacity and the energy to work with the complexity to focus on what matters most. Our brains have limits, you know, and and most of us probably listening today have been pushed to the wall in the last year of actually what those limits are. So if we can even just, and this isn't fluffy, but if we can think about some of the things that come up and distract us, like, do we are we salving our, our, our pain, if you will, clicking back and forth to social media, right? I mean, it sounds like a no brainer and yet we do it. Um, are we, are we writing down the things we're not going to do? Right. Or if you're somebody who has to be teleworking right now, have you started saying to your team, if my kid comes in, I'm going to show them to you. Or if your cat comes in, please show me your cat. Right. Because yeah, I'm not kidding anybody right now. We're all hanging on and we're all working from home. I want to see your dogs. I want to see your cats. Or if you're one of the people who are going into work right now, but some people aren't and you're feeling a little angsty about that, focus on what you can control. Maybe how can you help them? But we all have to figure out, uh, you know, in that, that still going back to that sense of purpose and what we can control during times of overwhelm and uncertainty are really critical. And if you can write down the three things, not, not five to seven, I don't care how important you think your role is, but three things every day, and then practice focusing on one thing, you start your brain starts getting a little bit stronger so that you actually start 
damping down, quieting down some of the noise and distractions that are pulling you in a million different directions and are actually exhausting your brain. I love that. Focus on on what matters. Focus on the things that you can accomplish. And 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 you're right. When you overwhelm and you, your your mm-hmm. to do list is is a legal pad full. It's it's not very. It's it's you can be Superman or Superwoman, but uh, it might. It, are you going to give the full attention you need to all those things? You said something else that really um, it's it's very pertinent to what I'm thinking about right now in terms of I'm hearing more and more the the terminology around doom scrolling, like stop getting online and reading all the bad news because you're just going to, you're going to find more bad news. Um, one of the chapters that I loved of, of this book is around um, the growth mindset. And that's been a big shift for me in the last year as well, because I had always thought I was a, a growth guy. Like there's always more pizza, right? <laughs> and But I sure. got into this scarcity yeah. mindset of, uh-oh, resources, jobs, positions, money, everything's going away. What did you find um, in your research and as you were writing this book about the value of having that growth mindset and realizing that that resources aren't finite, even though it may feel like it is right now? Right. Well, that's, and that's a great question. And and if anybody wants to do like a spectacular deep dive on um, the growth mindset of large body of research, uh, Carol Dweck, a Stanford psychologist has actually has a really great book on that. Um, but if you, if you take a look at that, and when I think about the growth mindset, you know, obviously, so I've been through a lot of transitions in my life, uh, going from fighter pilot, I call it going from Mach 2 to preschool <laughs> and then back again, uh, where, you know, here I, I had the great opportunity to uh, fly a super cool jet, uh, learn lots of things. Then I was stay at home mom. And then I ended up uh, starting my own business, which, you know, then you throw yourself right back into the mix again. So it, there are times where you have to realize that you uh, you know, you might feel like you're in the trough and that no matter uh, gifted or talented or passionate or blessed you or hardworking, you may may feel you are and think that you're doing the right things, you, you're going to have to continue, right? And there's no life hack. There's no quick fix for certainty in the outcome. And why that matters is that people think by, if I, and, and, you know, there's a little bit of a kerfluffle right now with an influencer saying, you know, I essentially, I deserve this. I worked really hard. Other people aren't working as hard as I do. And which just enrages me, but that's for a different day. The growth mindset is really understanding that, you know, especially during times of uncertainty and and crisis in any industry, there's going to be more demanded of us as leaders, as owners, um, as board members, as heads of households. And we, we have to keep, we have to stay engaged. We have to stay curious and we can't hunker down and wait for the storm to pass. You know, keep asking questions of yourself and of your team. You know, what options do you see or what am I missing or Somebody tell me, do, do I have a blind spot, <laughs> right, yeah. that I don't know, or does somebody have a better idea? Knowing that, you know, this growth mindset is about understanding that without great risk, there cannot be great reward, and that the only way you can get through times of uncertainty and ambiguity with any semblance of forward momentum is by committing to the feeling that comes with learning and failing and learning and failing again. 
And what that means is you're going to feel vulnerable. Nobody likes to talk about that because it feels like a soft, fluffy word. It means you're going to feel sweaty. You're going to have a pit in your stomach, but understanding that, that, you know, we have to focus on what's within our span of control. We have to stop obsessing over the bad stuff, turn off the TV, change the channel, flip the script. You know, this is not about that false positivity, but it's understanding that we have to intentionally work to identify the positive things that are happening because all of our brains are actually wired to hang on to the negative. So part of the growth mindset means we're going to have to tilt towards the good and practice positive reappraisal. And again, this isn't fluffy HR, you know, woo-woo stuff. Not at all. It's brain science. Yeah. So part of that, that growth mindset is, is acknowledging and even telling your brain, I know you want to focus on the negative, but we're not going there today. What can I control? What can I work towards? What can I reframe? What can I take one step on today that'll put me in a slightly better position than where I was yesterday? And with that is how you can actually start developing more resiliency and forward momentum, regardless of your current situation today. Span of Control is the name of the book. And and Kara, I I love your writing style. This is such an easy book to pick up. It's such an easy book to, I always like to say is to, to mechanize, right? You, you take these, 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 the research that you've done and you can um, immediately apply it to your day to day. So we've got time for just, just a a little, a little bit more here. And I want to ask you kind of, what is the one thing when you think about people and being able to take control and, and, and take it beyond and, and improve their day to day, what's the one thing? thing that you would like our listeners to kind of take away from this conversation today? Mm, Wow. Well, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we are all going through challenging times right now, but if you look across every field, every industry and every role, whether you're an athlete, an executive, a mom, a dad, a caregiver, an entrepreneur, the, the, greatest leaders and the best performers will always be the ones who are willing to take risks and not wait for an invitation to make a difference. And if you need one, consider this it. Because in order to solve the problems of chaos and make our goals, our dreams, our commitments happen, we have to understand that to succeed when the pressure is on, we've got to know what we can and cannot control. So span of control is that tool, that framework, that compass. It's a guiding force essentially that can help you really harness possibilities and see opportunities and then take action. I'm super excited about it. Excited about it too. Thank you so much for being on here. If people wanted to, if the listeners wanted to dig a little bit deeper into you and see the things that you're doing, um, obviously this uh, book, Span of Control, is available wherever you buy books. Uh, but if they want to learn more about you, Carrie, where, where would you send them? Easy. Just you can either hop over to my website, uh, which is carrielorenz.com, or follow me on all the social channels. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook a little bit, uh, Twitter, and I love Instagram. Show, show me your family, show me your cats, your dogs. What are you doing today? Uh, but I'm pretty easy to find. 
Yeah, I've got a strong dog game on Instagram. <laughs> you do. So, yes, you yes. Do. Peyton is, uh, is, uh, is, is famous for that. Carrie Lorenz, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. I, you know what? I can't wait for the third time you're on, which means, oh. but I mean, I don't want to get put another book in your hands right now, but uh, let's, let's, uh, let's get people uh, the, the span of control. But thank you so much for being here today on the Leader Chat Absolutely. Podcast. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Always glad to be with you. And thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you enjoyed this interview and like to learn more and also help us grow the audience, please subscribe to the Leader Chat Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or wherever you're listening. And please share this with your friends. The best way you can help us grow, though, is feedback. As Ken Blanchard says, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So please write us a review if you haven't already. And by the way, this podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more, there's even a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization. Go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. Thanks again to our guests for joining us today. For now, I have the pleasure of turning it over to Ken Blanchard for his thoughts on what we discussed. Here it is, your final minute with Ken Blanchard. I was thrilled when I heard that Chad was interviewing Carrie Lorenz for a second time. I think her new book, Span of Control, is fascinating. When I first saw the title, I thought it was about organizational structure, but it's really about mindset. It's how to deal with the overwhelming chaos we're all going through during this whole pandemic. It's about overcoming rather than being overwhelmed by uncertainty. When she talks about span of control, uh, Carrie's talking about what you can control and, and not what you can't control. You've got to focus on the positive, not on the negative. Uh, and uh, it really is a, a great uh, thing, you know. And uh, I never forget, I got a chance to write a book with Norman Vincent Peale, uh, who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking. And uh, he was an amazing Man, and my mother loved him. And I have a picture that I've kept during these crazy times right on my desk to remember about being positive because my mom invented positive thinking before Norman <laughs> did, I always tell people. And, uh, but, uh, you know, the first time I introduced them to each other, Norman said, Mrs. B., I've been so looking forward to shaking your hand. And my mother said, shake your hand. I've been looking forward to giving you a hug. And Norman said, give you a hug? I'm going to give you a kiss. And the two of them were just a kick uh, together. But I think the reason it's so important to think about them and think about positivity is that what can you control? That's what what, uh, she's talking about. And, uh, and Carrie is so right. Uh, and so she says, you know, first you've got to consider what matters most. You know, what, what, what really is matters most to you right now? And what do you, what do you, what's your plan for success? What are you going to do? And then he, she says, keep talking. Stay curious. So uh, don't get bent out of shape because things are crazy. But look for the positive and think how you're going to make it through there and what you can do to come out the other side. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Chad. You are the best. God bless.